0: Happy Friday. I honestly hope you are having a good week. And I know that I say that every week, right? Because it's true. I honestly hope that whatever week you had, that it was the best week possible. But we're going to have to talk about some boundaries and just some saying no's. And just we have just a whole lot of things we want to discuss on today's episode. But if this is your first time to listening to Conversations with Toy. Thank you. Thank you for becoming a part of our family. We hope that I hope that you find value, like true value into listening to this podcast. Because one of the things that I always gravitate towards is making sure that I'm giving you the things that you need, being a a good support system. And what I mean by that is, When you listen to this podcast, it should make you think it should make you reconsider some of your life choices and not in a way that's bringing you down to the point where you're wallowing in your despair, but it should also make you think about what it is that you can do better. If that is a takeaway that you're getting from listening to these podcasts, then I am succeeding. Whether we're talking about social media and the things that are happening in the social media world, whether we're talking about mental health and self-care, no matter what it is that we are discussing, it has to come from a point of you taking what you're listening and hearing and then applying something to your life adding things to your life that make you feel more secure, that's making you feel even more loved and more, you know, considerate of your own life, considering of the choices that you're making so that you can become a better version of what you're choosing to be. That is my goal. And sometimes the conversations are lighthearted. We talk about things that are funny and things that are happening and it's a pure joy, right? But then there are the times when our conversations are serious we're talking about things that are touching your life that you may need to can really make that true consideration about you know making change and listen making change is not always easy when I first started to make different changes in my life I told myself that it would be easy right it's easy to just stop whatever you know habit that you're doing or to put into perspective some things that you you know need to change but the reality of it is, is that it doesn't always correlate. Sometimes you know better, you want the desire to do better, but the actual action of doing better don't always align. And thus this week has been, I won't say challenging where it sounds like it's the worst thing since sliced bread, but what I will say, challenges are great in the in the, the concept of helping you to become, again, I'm always about becoming a better version of yourself. And sometimes those better versions of yourself They can feel triggering. For instance, I was sharing with my husband as a private conversation with him, but I'll share it because it was more about. It wasn't about him; it was about me. But as a mom, not everybody is a mom, and I understand that. But as a mom, for me, the struggle is watching my kids live this lifestyle that I probably envisioned myself having as a kid and didn't have, and that is triggering. And so, yes, I know to do better. I know to talk better. I know how to interact better, interact better and do the things that are necessary. But in watching myself be the mom that I know that my children need me to be, it is a triggering moment. And, you know, we have to be honest about that. Because I feel like as a mom, if I were to say that to somebody else who, you know, wasn't in a place that they were ready to receive the fact that I'm not saying that, I'm jealous of my children because there are moms, there are parents, there are dads, there are grandparents and family members that are jealous of their other family members. But that is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is it is a sobering moment to watch your children live out the life that you know you wish that you had. And in addition to that, realizing that the people that paid it played such a bigger part in making that happen didn't have the the tools didn't have the mindset didn't have the thought process of giving you that process or giving you that life that you desire so it's it's an interesting situation and this week I've learned or not necessarily learned I won't say learn because learn means that this is some new skill set that I didn't have before some new knowledge that I didn't have before what I will say is learning to put into better practice, the balance of what we call self care. And I know that we talk about it a lot here on this, you know, on this podcast, because it's very important, people neglect their self care all the time. And then they're just like, Oh, my gosh, I don't know how I got back to like losing myself. I don't know how I allow myself to get this far. I wasn't checking in with myself like these things matter. And this week, I had to be reminded that simply saying no is just a full on sentence. Listen, as a grown person, it is not my ability. I don't have to go through the long drawn out situation where if you ask me a question and I say my answer is no, where I have to defend every answer. I don't have to defend every no. No is a no. And that is just that like, I don't want to attend something. I don't want to go there. I don't desire any of that. No, we are not coming. I'm sorry, we're unavailable. These are all forms of no, that we as adults use or you should be using quite often. And what I was finding in these last two weeks, I would say two weeks, was taking on more activities, taking on more challenges and taking on more events and things that were going on, trying to fill out this schedule and the schedule is becoming wrecked, right? Or at least it, I stopped it this week, but it was becoming a, a just a mess being every all at all this, all these different places is a beautiful thing. Like it gives you a chance to live out this life, enjoy the things in the city, or at least for me, or join, you know, things that um, are beyond the city. It's beautiful, right? You get these invitations, you feeling really good. You're in the place you're in, the, you know, your face is in the building, everybody knows who you are but in the same token, that ability to be like, listen, I can't be everywhere. I have to take a break. This is a definite no, I'm unavailable to do whatever it is that I'm unavailable to do. These are very much realistic situations. And I feel like we need to be very open about that. I feel like sometimes now because life has been open and we've been sitting in our house for two years um, that we're at this place where we have to just take everything and I had to put myself on pause saying listen let's cur, let's bring this back let's consider the events that are happening and the events that you're being invited to see when the 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 RSVP is and then let's see if you can just you know wiggle around that and respect the RSVP by by far but in the same token maybe not taking on everything as a yes let's put some balance into our schedule. Let's put some no days into the schedule. Let's put some offbeat days where maybe you only do two to three events during the week. Whatever the case may be, I have not learned, but I have allowed myself to live out the experience of the knowledge that I know better in balance. And again, we're all struggling to have whatever we consider a balance. My balance is not your balance. Your balance is not your friend's balance or your mom's balance or your family's balance. It could legit just be about what it is that's a, that feels balanced to you. What makes you feel like you're achieving things, you're, 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 you're present. And then you're also able to take a break. That to me is a personal Scale. I think that's something that you can only measure yourself about how you go about life. And listen, it's a lot of parts to this. So with spring being in full bloom and the summer on the horizon, I have been prioritizing my summer schedule according to the things that have been on my heart now i know that sounds like majorly selfish right meaning that i work with a lot of prs and i know they would love for me to go to every event and they would love for me to do recaps and i always attempt to do i won't say always but for the about 90 percent of the time i try to do a recap of a blog of an event outside of doing reels and videos and all the different things. But let me tell you something, this summer is about me enjoying, enjoying every moment of it that I can, and really prioritizing the things that really speak to me, that feel good to me, that will be, quote unquote, a work situation where again, you're still creating content. But it has to be something that I truly desire. Anything that's about rejuvenation, things that are about being outside and having a great time um, and maybe not around super, super duper lot of crowds, but just something that's some things that have a little bit more intimacy to them. Like I want to prioritize those things as a content creator. You know, I blog as well as I podcast and I create videos and different things. And I also have been doing voiceover things. Didn't even know about that. I'm sure you didn't know about that, but I have and doing, you know, different videos for different apps. I am being very particular about the spacing that I'm in and the people that I'm around and the things that I'm saying yes to, because we don't understand how much of a self-care that is. By understanding what it is that you need, by understanding the things that that make you feel strong about yourself, that make you feel loved and and rejuvenated. Like those are the types of things that I want to make sure that I'm around. I am not spending not an ounce of time, and I mean not even a baby ounce of time around a bunch of folks and a bunch of foolishness and a bunch of craziness to the point where I'm not legitimately um, taking care of the things that surround me and my family and prioritizing, again, your own personal mental health is already a full time job, honestly, trying to make sure that am I, you know, I'm upset about something. Is that meaning because it's more than what is on the surface? And then if it's more than what's on the surface, how do I make a a game plan to even attack it? Is there something that I need to say or do do I need to change the environment that I'm in? Um, The questions are endless they're endless when you try to put it all together to try to figure out exactly what it is that you need to be doing at any given moment. So shout out to the people who are attempting. Listen, if you're like me, you're probably not doing it in in full perfection, right? You're not knocking out the park every single moment you have your days when you're like on top of the world. And then you have those moments when you feel like you have hit rock bottom. And if this is you, you are not alone. You can welcome yourself to the club of normality, because that is what we are in the club of normality. We all struggle in our own way in different phases, different forms and different levels of what it is that we have on our plate. So it's just amazing to me how many people are willing to act as if it's not the case. How many times some people are just, you know, wanting to keep on a facade because in the facade, it makes them feel safe. I get that. Then there are the people who don't realize that they are in a flight or fight and they're like struggling for real. And it won't matter until they maybe hit rock bottom or they hit a brick wall or they hit something that really jars them to see like, get it together. And there are those who, again, Maybe you just want to make sure everybody sees you in the most holy and uplifted ways. But the reality is there's so many people who suffer behind the scenes that look real good on the scene. Their outfits is tight. Their bodies is banging. Their lives seem great. And this is the reason why even if my life, which it shouldn't be because it's not, looks like it's like doing so super well. I'm the type of person that will say listen this is what you saw and this is what was happening on the back end because it's in the back end that people can resonate with that why do we have to put on this for the show for other people to make them feel like we're good like I've been in so many uncomfortable situations where again it sucks like it sucks big time but I've had people doubt the things that I've been doing. I've had people doubt the person that I, that I am now because they're still stuck on the the toy of her twenties. Listen, the toy of her twenties was on a raggedy mission. I was doing the most and I was doing the most in a very short amount of time, right? I probably was somebody you could not trust somebody that you probably should double check. I was, you know, just doing the absolute most running around here. Like life doesn't have consequences and that is not the way to live. But how many of us have done that? Like, you know, obviously I'm telling on myself, but I know I'm not the only one. So you've probably been in the same shoe and on the same boat where you've done the most wild ratchet of things in your twenties. And now that you're at a different place, I mean, think about it. I'll be 41 in May. We're talking about my twenties. That's 21 years ago, Right. And there are people that are still stuck in 21 years ago. I don't know why you're still there. It's old there. That person has been gone. Like, even if you're not the type of person that's like, okay, let me get my life and you're not, you know, get my life together. and You're not double checking yourself every single day. You're not, maybe those, that's not what you're doing. Okay. But for the rest of us, who have to live a life that makes sense to have to think about their consequences. You can't stay in 21 years ago. Like I, I can't go back to that. Listen, as a mom, as a wife, as a person, there's no desire in me to go back to those years. You know how sometimes men and women go through these little, these, uh, midlife crisis maybe I need to get to like 45 and I can experience that but I can guarantee you right now I have no desire to go back if I can't go back and make different choices and changes and also be able to keep my life to certain aspects the same of course I'm not going to want to go back right? But we tell ourselves that so many times. I wish I could go back. I wish I could change this and change that. There's a lot of things in my life that I wish I could change. There's things in my life that is happening good, bad, or indifferent that I wish that I didn't have to struggle with. I wish that things would be different. I wish that I could handle my anxiety in a different way, or I didn't have it at all. Or maybe when I recognize it the first time, like to correct it or whatever the case may be, I can't go back. You can't go back. We cannot go back and we don't have the energy to be honest with you to go backwards like going back as is a is a state of place like you're going back to a time and a place going backwards means you're a continuously not progressing who wants to go backwards definitely not i I don't want to be continuously going backwards. I don't want to be continuously having whatever issues. I want to be in a position, in a place where I can gather my thoughts, I can get it all together. I, that is what I want. That is what I want. So now that we've been beating ourselves up and attempting to do all the things, and find some type of serenity and balance into the world, can we talk about some joys? This week, I didn't even realize, okay? So I'm gonna talk about something that is still in the process and the motions, right? Without going into further detail because there could possibly be some um, developments that are gonna be taking place. But this week I enjoyed um, taking my son out on a one-on-one date. We went to the Harry Potter exhibit in Philadelphia. And if you are a Harry Potter fan, fan and you live in any surrounding areas of the Philadelphia area, you need to go ahead and get down there. Now I will link my, uh, before you go blog that I did. And the reason for that blog was very, very, very simple. There are some things you should probably be aware of before you just be jumping around talking about you're going to the Harry Potter um, exhibit because you're just so excited about the magic of it all. There are some things you should be aware of like parking, Um, maybe how your stress levels may go up with crowds, um, masks, Uh, weirdly enough, weirdly enough. Okay, so we went this week, and the mask mandate was strong and get ready to go, you know, doing its thing. So you had to have on a mask the entire time. However, I literally got an email yesterday stating that the mask mandate is now ending. How did we go four days and get a mask mandate? that's going to be ending. How did we get to four to five days? So that means somebody challenged it and it was a wrap. And so now this is where we are. But the beautiful joy of this week was taking my son on a one on one date. right? Having him hang out with me, he brought baby Yoda. Um, If you know me personally, you know, my son carries his baby Yoda everywhere he goes. And not even 24 hours after our beautiful date, we were um, presented with a challenge for him for at school. And I honestly, to believe, I pray, at least that's my heart's desire is that that date that we had, that one-on-one time that we had helped him to get past. And again, not because he went to the Harry Potter exhibit, not a, it's it's, that was a huge bonus, but because he spent some time and had an opportunity to, as a young man, be able to express himself and tell me how he's feeling and just talk about all the things. I hope that that was helpful because again, within 24 hours, my son life had, turned around for like a crazy level. And again, for any family members or friends that are hearing this for the first time, it's not something to be alarmed as far as anything physical. And, um, but he's, he's fine. It's just that we had to endure. and We're in the midst of going through a situation that's completely unfortunate. You know, kids can really be doing the most these days and how they deal with other kids and the meanness that they bring into the world. And that's pretty much all that I'm going to say on that. But I was grateful that we had that moment. So that was one of my joys of the week. And I, sometimes I want to talk about those joys because sometimes we talk about such of the negativity and things we need to work on or things we have not mastered that we forget to talk about joy. Um, last week I enjoyed taking the girls to the Disney Princess uh, concert, but this week was me and my son. We had an amazing, amazing time. Um, and it rained. The rained this week, the day that we went, which was on Monday. And listen, even with the rain, we had the most joyful time. Normally for anybody who deals with anxiety, when you're going into a place that I've never been, like I've never gone to the Franklin Institute before. And I've lived in Philadelphia for 11 years now. Um, when I go to new places that I'm unfamiliar with, that I'm just not sure about how things are going to go, my anxiety level increases. And and the fact that it was raining. So as I'm parking the car, we're there in the morning, it's raining. I don't know. Um, I do know how to get to the Franklin Institute. I knew where to park at. I knew where to go from after I parked, but normally my anxiety would be through the roof. I am happy to report that there were a couple things that stuck out. And again, I mentioned them in the blog, which I will log, you know, put into the show notes, but I had so much peace I literally had so much peace with him, with my son and going through the exhibit. We also had a great time at the Franklin Institute and it didn't bother me that, again, I had to go through this level of like, okay, my anxiety is attempting to creep up. It's telling me that things are going to be a certain way and when it's actually not. And that I'm telling you right now, if there was ever like degrees or levels to joy, degrees or levels to happiness or degrees or levels to peace. I had probably broke the bank in figuring out, or not even figuring out, but just enjoying that piece that I was able to help create for my son. So for those who believe in prayer, go ahead and send my son's name up. Um, Well, not his name, but just say Toy Times or Conversations with Toy's son, whatever the case may be, go ahead and do that. Because let me tell you, people will be doing the most. And as a parent, it's hard for me to sometimes balance the emotions of wanting to be Katie Kaboom when it concerns your child and then learning to try to find a way to navigate because, you know, it's just not my, it's not a natural gravitation for me. I'm ready to go Kate Kaboom, Katie Kaboom. I'm ready to square up. I'm ready to have all the things go down because that's how intense. I believe being for me being a parent and making sure that my kids feel that support and love is very deep to me. So the joys of this week have been hanging out with him enjoying those moments. And again, there's been plenty of media events this week. So if you are not aware, I am a blogger, you can follow on the blog at toy time dot org, where you can learn about the adventures that I have taken place this week, because we got to admit it has been a quite a lot, you know, as far as events and things of that sort. So um, joys of this week have just been with my beautiful son. And I'm so grateful for that. So for my people who watch the verses, if you don't know what verses is, it can be found on Facebook, Instagram, verses is spelled V-E-R. Is it S-U-Z-U-S? Let me look that up because I want to get it right because we don't okay so versus is spelled v-e-r-z as in zebra u z as in zebra tv that's how they're on um instagram if you want to look them up but this past weekend they had um the competition is like a friendly competition between two different artists and the hardest, the artists go head to head. And so basically the crowd, the people, the atmosphere, the, you know, just the whole nine determines who actually won by their performance, by their singing, yada, yada, or rapping, because they've had rappers on there as well. And this particular past weekend, um, because it was Easter, they had a special verses, And that was with Mary Mary, who are a sister duel. And then they had BB and Cece Winans, who are a brother and sister duel. And let me just say, it was an amazing show for a lot of reasons. So I am a preacher's kid. I've always been a preacher's kid. Both my parents um, were preachers in our church, my childhood church as you know, growing up. And my mother is a choir director, my father plays or played the drums. And music was a part of my normal everyday life. And with that being said, when your mother is a choir director, you get to learn all of the songs prior to the choir learning them. So I needed to know the notes the wait, you know, the, the arrangements, the whole nine. So as a preacher's kid, you listen to a lot of gospel music and you know them, the words like the back of your hand. I felt like it was a night for me. I felt like it was just one of those nights. But let me just say, and for anybody who has ever been or has has or is grieving the loss of a loved one, I personally cannot hear, cannot hear Cc, Wine and Sing, Don't Cry For Me. Look it up, listen to it. The words are extremely powerful. And every time I hear it, whether it's in, you know, listening to like the verses in the concert or listening into my car, I literally have to go past it because every time I hear it, my tears are overwhelming. I'm talking about that good old fashioned, ugly cry. That's where I'm at, right? And... I was there this past Sunday in my house, in front of my kids, in front of my husband, having this ugly cry, thinking about my great grandparents, thinking about people who had passed before, um, you know, them even. And it's just an overwhelming song. So. Although I had a beautiful moment, although the concert was absolutely amazing in every way. And some people said that Mary Mary won because at least they knew the words to the song. Cece Wannins was struggling. She had to use her cell phone to pull up the the songs. Let me just say Mary Mary is an artist that is relatively newer in comparison to Cece Wannins and BB Wannins. And could she have learned or looked over her words a little bit better prior to coming to the verses? You're absolutely 100% correct. But when we're talking about BB and CC Wannons that came out in like the late 80s, early 90s versus the Mary Mary who's came out with early 2000s, that's not the same level of comparison. Some of these songs that BB and CC Wannons have done were done way before some folks was even born. Like you. Jesus didn't even have you on his mind yet before you came running out there, and CC Wines, um, Wines, and BB Wines is out here doing their thing already. So I need to be, you know, make sure people remind themselves of that part. And CC's voice is still stellar. It's still 100%. It still could outbeat a lot of people, gospel or not. She is like a angel when it comes to her singing. And it's just a distinct, clear sound. You know her voice when you hear it. So if you got a chance to watch the verses, or if you have an opportunity, maybe you missed it. Maybe you have no idea who this artist is. And for the first time, you're just like, who is this? Go ahead and listen to her and listen to her voice. But if you listen to Don't Cry For Me, And you've ever lost someone or you ever feel that void in your heart or your life or your mindset or whatever the case may be, you're going to go there. It's going to either make you cry or make you think or cry while you're thinking or think while you're crying. Whatever the case may be, that song always touches And because the competition is back and forth, to be honest with you, I didn't think they were going to let her sing practically the whole song. Like the entire time they were doing like little snippets here and there, but they allowed Cece to sing that song all the way through. And I'm sitting in my house just having just a come to Jesus moment, a come on and get it together moment. And it was beautiful, but so much stress just crying like I hate the process of crying I, I don't know maybe it's just a weird part of me it's just whatever the case may be I don't feel like crying makes me look or feel weak it's just a process especially when you get to the point where like you're having that ugly cry because that means something in your spirit something that you needed was not being met or you have a, a, a gap or some type of hole in your heart from you know whatever pain that you may be experiencing and when I say pain I don't mean physical I mean emotional and mental So so, as much as they did their thing, and it was really honestly a great concert, there was just points in in it that just made me remember like different things in my childhood, growing up. And it was a lot. That's all. I I mean, that's for sure what I say. It definitely was a lot. And it's not often, but sometimes we bring in social media conversations that have taken place, the most bizarre, the ones that make you think or the ones that make you say maybe you shouldn't said that. Well, today is that moment. So Gia Cassie, which is DJ Envy's wife, they have been uh, married for 10 years now. My husband and I will be celebrating our 10th wedding anniversary this August. So they have been married just as long. We've been married just as long as they've been married. She reveals that she used to fake orgasms. And I hope she's saying used to fake orgasms um, for 10 years. Listen here. I love my husband with all due respect. And I think every man goes through different challenges and changes of their bodies just as much as women do right? And when your body goes through different challenges, you know, you may not always be able to show up in the best way that maybe you did when you were in your twenties. Again, I keep saying them twenties, them 20 years or them days is over. Like you can't get that back. And sometimes you can't really, you know, duplicate that type of energy. But what I say, I say all this to say, I know I just found it kind of cringeworthy that she would put it out that she faked it for 10 years. I don't know if she had conversations with him to kind of let him know that prior to a 10 year, but as much as people, especially women, they try to act like sex is not important. That's definitely not my MO. And I don't understand how you could be married to the one person that you're supposed to try to rock out with for the rest of your eternity until one of y'all passes away or you, you know, you die together or whatever goes down, but 10 years and having to fake an orgasm for 10 years, I couldn't do it for one year. I probably couldn't even I couldn't do it for a month. But ten years of showing up. Listen, ladies, men, you can listen too, but ladies, can we just talk about how our body's already going through the change and it changes quite frequently, no matter what stage of life you're in? I could not imagine. Trying to put my body into a piece of lingerie or maybe not at all or whatever the case may be, but to show up and get myself naked or get naked, however, and then fake it every time. For ten years, like, were y'all not having sex, but maybe once a year? Were you having sex like two times a year? And again, I don't really want to answer. I don't really want that answer because you're already putting out that you ha- you haven't had an orgasm in ten years. But ten years is a long time. When I looked online, there was a lot of women that were just like an agreement, and I'm like, mm, no. Every woman is different, right? There are several reasons why husbands and wives have difficulties in the bedroom, right? It could be health issues on one partner or the other, or even a combination there could be some emotional trauma that could be taking place between one partner or the other. When men are stressed out, they don't always perform the best way that they can in the bedroom. That's a given women. When they're stressed out, they don't even want to go into the bedroom, let alone try to force their way to to fake an orgasm. I don't know. I have always understood that every marriage, every situation is situational. And that simply means that every marriage cannot fit the same level. There are plenty of times when as a married woman, my marriage will look completely different than my best friends and her marriage will look different than mine. So I say this with the, the grain of salt that I can, but it takes, in my opinion, in my opinion, I honestly believe it takes way more energy to fake an orgasm than to try to get gather that together. I, I just I don't I don't get it. And ten years is a long time, like t- a long time. Apparently, they've been together. They've had a thirty year relationship, but they've only been married for ten years, which just means, in layman's terms, they was together off and on or all together or had their ups and downs or he wasn't ready wasn't sure or she wasn't ready and wasn't sure but they were maintaining a relationship for at least 20 years before the idea or at least 19 years before the idea of a marriage came about right at least right because most women they'll get engaged they'll try to get married in at least the first two years for the most part but 10 years married to a person and then you're struggling listen if I get naked for my husband let's put that out there before y'all be trying to jump into my dms I don't do it don't do it what I'm saying is if I'm showing up and putting the energy to come as I am or however I decide to spruce up or not I'm not coming in there just so I can lay around and look at you right I would be mad as five people at a buffet with no food in sight. I, I, I really would, right? I would be super mad if I showed up in whatever capacity that I showed up in and I didn't get anything out the deal. And for women who are listening and you're like, girl, you don't know the half. This is my life, sis. I'm going to just send some prayers up immediately for God to just show you an orgasm and let you feel that expression. Because what is yet the purpose of having sex outside of, you know, having children? What is the point of it if you're not getting anything out of it? If he can't figure it out and you don't feel like teaching him, then I think that's really the bigger problem. Like, what is the lack of communication that you can't feel comfortable with the person that you are married to, not the person that you're still in those first stages of dating when you are still trying to impress them. So you just show up and you just do all the things that you just, you know, you're never going to make sure that, he, you know, he doesn't understand that you're good, you're ready to go why are we going 10 years without an orgasm what type of shenanery do you have going on some people have said that maybe she was cheating on him um I believe he stated that he cheated on her at some point and I'm just like what in the world is going on 10 years even if they had sex for just three holidays and what are those three holidays people those holidays are anniversary birthdays and Christmas. Even if that is the case, I can't show up even if it's the minimum of three times a year for 10 years and not have an orgasm. Not my thing, right? Not my thing. And I hope that women are learning that you are supposed to have a good sex life. And especially when you with your husband, like you supposed to be living and doing your thing. There is no absolutely physical reason why your sex life with your mate should not be amazing. Now, granted, I already said it before y'all flood the DMs and send me the email and say, every marriage is not the same one. I've already said that. And before you sit there and say to, your, to me or to whomever you'd like to say this to Well, everybody has some type of certain issues that people are dealing with. We don't know people's story. You are absolutely right. And again, I have already stated that what I am saying, if all things considered, all things considered to me, it is not normal, natural or healthy to be in a sexual relationship with someone and you're faking it. That's a problem right? That is a problem. Because if they were married for 10 years, but together for 30, you mean to tell me the sex was popping while you didn't have a title, but the second you got a title and those 10 years, you just decided, nah, I'm good fam. Like that's what we're doing now. That's what we're doing. 10 years. Listen, God bless, because that is not the life that I have instituted for my thought process for myself. It's not in marriage. Like it's, you know, you deal with some raggedy toads, but when you kiss a lot of frogs before you kiss your Prince charming. like it is what it is. And that doesn't mean that every time you're with somebody or you're dating them, that you're having to have sex with them. What I am saying is, unless you are a virgin of whatever age that you are a true one, not one that people sit there and say that they're virgins when they know that they done been around the block and they've actually put down the cement to make the block stronger, then you can't be out here saying that, you know, you're here and this is what you're doing. Like at the end of the day, ten years is a long time to not get any type of sexual gratification from having sex with someone and there's a real problem with that. I couldn't even believe it when I saw that she stated that. I was just like I wanted to be dumbfounded. Like I wanted to be like what in the actual world? But in Hollywood and Holly Weird, I feel like anything is possible. I feel like anything goes and everything is possible and it's just a free for all. But 10 years, good sis, 10 years and nobody decided, hey, let's have a conversation. Let's try to work out some things. Okay, that's not working. Let's go to the doctors. Like There are several options way before you get to the point of 10 years. And that's my point. 10, 10 years. That's a lot. According to DJ, I believe his, what is his name, child? Cause it's doing too much. DJ Envy. I do feel like this could be a great ploy for the book that they're putting out. It's definitely for great PR because we're already talking about it, or at least I'm already talking about it. And now you're here in this middle, in this little mini rant, but 10 years is a long time. And I've heard some of the most, when I got engaged, let me explain something to y'all. Some of y'all be doing the most. When people get engaged, you don't got to bombard them with every type of of freak out moment. You don't have to, right? You can just let people enjoy their engagement and you can just let people get to whatever they got to get. Because to to be honest with you, telling somebody your horror story, although it has anything can happen in your marriage, no matter how good it may appear, whatever the case may be. But I feel like we have to be just a little bit more, I don't know. I don't even want to say tactful because somebody decides that. But I just feel like this is just a weird energy given off to sell a book. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's just really, truly a part of their journey. And listen, there's so many different ways and channels that this story could go. But 10 years, people, let's not do that. Let's like be careful and making sure that our sex life is amazing. Let's do our part. If we need to help our partner get to the doctors or hospital, That's let's do that. Now, if my husband had a life altering situation where he just wasn't able to do the things that he does, me and whatever I'm going to choose to get through is going to get through. But I am not going to go 10 years without an orgasm without a conversation, without trying to work through it, without trying to find a way to become healthier in our bodies, if that's what we need. If it's cutting out, eliminating other foods, drinks, or alcohol, I'm um, sign me up twice before I allow myself to get 10 years. It's just not happening. And today is Earth Day, the day that we're supposed to take the things that are happening in our earth, in our world a little bit more seriously. With it being Earth Day. I honestly believe that at this point, there are plenty of people and plenty of opportunities for people to find a way to do the things that they're doing and find a more sustainable way to get it done. We've heard different people complain or say, whatever the case may be, when it comes to how effective we got climate control all over the place, we got all kinds of stuff going on. Let's not contribute to it by doing the most. The top three things that I have seen where people have been talking about how they're literally about that earth day life or trying to conserve or trying to do whatever I've seen people, you know, do the most right when it comes to trying to take care of mother earth as they call it, call her. But the fact that we still have to rearrange and tell people that, listen, well, let's try to conserve, let's try to recycle, let's try to use sustainable goods and products. What's going to happen when the earth we all know and love is not giving us what we need to give because of the fact that the things that we're doing is causing a huge, huge problem later on in life. So that that to me is just interesting how we don't just know, do respond in a better light than what we're doing. If you are celebrating Earth Day, I want you to continue to do it because we need more people that's talking about environmental health and safety and different things of that sort. Please don't come to my blog to see about that because I personally am not a huge sustainable dresser. Like I'm not going to change my clothes to like the breakdown clothes of things like that. Not because I think that it's a bad idea. I just find like sometimes it's like mass produced again in and in a, it's supposed to be in a, in a more healthier lifestyle or a more mind, you know, better mindset when it comes to like you know, keeping the earth and making sure she's doing what she's doing. So let's just try to be mindful as we step into Earth Day. And lastly, so all of the bombardment after Easter goes directly and forever to a day will always go towards Mother's Day. Mother's Day is a beautiful celebration of the mothers who have done the work to ensure that their children have the best physical, mental, and emotional lifestyle. Keep in mind, there are some mothers that are into this world that don't do enough to support their children. They don't believe in them. They don't go and fight for them. They do the bare bone minimum. They will cuss their child out in the high high second, there are a lot of things gone left when it comes to some mothers and how they respond. And then there are some mothers who are not here, they have transitioned, either their unfortunately life has ended, or they felt like or as you as a, as a person who's experienced that may have felt that their life was taken. Whatever word choices you use to describe this or whatever type of moment that Mother's Day brings for you, please be mindful that everybody does not have this cookie cutter mother that's about Betty Crocker and is about taking care of her grandchildren. It's going to be, you know, stop her world to help you. Let's come out of that mindset because it doesn't always exist. And as we celebrate and we start doing more advertisements for Mother's Day, always keep in mind that there is someone who is going to be reading, even if they never raise their hand or like a post that you're doing when you're talking about, you know, doing better for Mother's Day or finding that Mother's Day gift. Keep in mind, there are some people that are fighting some extreme silent battles that may be triggered by the fact that their mother is not here. So. In our family, we go around the table and we talk about different things about, you know, why do you love your mom? What is your mom's favorite thing? All these different things that we do, not all the time, but we do do them. You know, I am grateful that Lord's will, I'm here to help raise my children in the best way that I possibly can. But for the mothers who are not here, those who are left their children here or their bodies basically here on earth because their children are out here being disrespectful and finding a way to um break rules or not do what they need to be doing whatever the case may be I pray that if you are struggling this Mother's Day, that one, we would understand and have an understanding about that. When I post things on social media, especially when it comes to Mother's Day, I am always mindful and not just in, in thought or deed, but in how I act. So that means if I'm out and about and there's something there's playing on the radio, on the speaker, and it talks about mom and it may be triggering to you or a friend, like I'm the person that's going to say, let's let's change that. Mother's Day is a hard day. Mother's Day can be filled with love and understanding. Mother's Day can be about, you know, finding ways to support children as they may or may not have a mother in their life, good, bad or indifferent, you know, and there's even some of the moms too. And I need to say this really quick before we end our show. But the moms that are just problematic, you know that you're being problematic, you know that you're being rude and considerate. Let's try to find a way to do better. Because I always tell myself, what is going to be my kid's final moment if I'm not here as a mother to try to help them and guide them? I won't want to spend that much time here on earth and giving them the less energy of versus, you know, giving them the energy that they truly deserve, which is to do the right thing to make good choices. And as we end our show, I hope that your self-care, even if it's not feeling like it's on a thousand because you may not, that may not be your thing. But whatever it is that you need to make your week that much more successful um, when you're going into, not necessarily this week, but going into next week and you're starting new months and we're starting new lives and we're getting back out on planes and we're traveling for the holidays and we're doing all these different things. Please initiate your self-care. Make your self-care a priority for yourself. Remember that Mother's Day is around the corner and not everybody has the lifestyle that they would dream of while waiting for a parent that may still be here to get their lives together, i.e. their mother or their mother has transitioned without even a thought process anymore by other family members and it may be triggering. Whatever it is, make sure you get the things that you need. And by that, I don't mean physical. I definitely mean emotional and mental because these holidays, as they come up with Father's Day coming, a lot of people are struggling. A lot of people are truly hurting and they're just too stubborn or too whatever the case may be to explain that. So I'm always encouraging you to live your best life, to, you know, gather up your self care, to do the things that you need to be doing and to make the best out of every little situation that you possibly can in honor of visiting or not visiting, but in honor of being hosted by Discover Puerto Rico, they invited uh, me and several other bloggers, influencers um, to a private event that was very intimate, very small crowds, very much controlled people wearing their masks like they're supposed to all of the things that most people would not necessarily do. Um, I'm just reminded of an old fashioned that's what we had and that's going to be our drink of the day we had an old fashioned at this event for discover uh, puerto rico that was absolutely delicious absolutely delicious in every way um you should also consider maybe getting uh puerto rican rum when you are making your drinks because we experienced a level that was like almost unlocking the atmosphere of hearing um just how um taking the time to put quality drinks into your cocktails really do matter. So if you love an old fashioned, I'm going to link or put a, a recipe inside of our notes so that you can go ahead and create the same thing. I did do a class a couple of weeks ago uh, for a cocktail, um, for a cocktail class that I took here in Philadelphia and it was actually very, very good. So I'm actually very, very glad to see that, um, You know, people are drinking and drinking well, but also drinking responsibly, like drinking responsibly of not driving and drunk, driving impaired, driving tipsy, or in the same context of just making sure that we're doing what we can. Having a social life is a beautiful thing. Having balance inside of a social life, which we talked about at the top of the hour, is just as important. Enjoy your old fashioned if that is your drink of choice for tonight, because on Fridays, normally our family does like really something really light. Um, Because it's the weekend and nobody has time for that. Have yourself an amazing Friday, the rest of your Friday, as well as making sure that you have an amazing weekend because, you know, fall will be here before you know it. Let's enjoy our spring. Let's enjoy our summer. Why do we have to wait for fall to come? And then we get into our feelings like, I can't believe I gave it my whole time. Like, no, let's live, live well, do much, do well. And um, enjoy your old fashioned. If that's your drink of choice for today, that's definitely my drink of choice for today. I'm going to have an amazing time enjoying my old fashioned. And I hope you have the most amazing week. We are going to have several guests coming through in these next few weeks, starting with next week and I can't wait for you to hear them. They're dynamic women. I'm not against men. You're allowed on the show as well, but they're going to be talking about their self-care, some of their, you know, failures, some of their successes, because in case you didn't know, even the most well put together person has successes and they also have failures. So let's enjoy these next couple of weeks of listening to some of the most amazing people as they discuss their lives, as they discuss the things that they've been through. Enjoy your drink of choice, which again is the old fashioned, um, I owe Discover Puerto Rico nothing but the greatest of hugs and high five because they literally were amazing hosts for the event that took place. So have a great weekend. Have a great day. I'm hoping that the situation that is going on with my son is going to be corrected. And um, that's that's what I'm at with it this that's exactly where I am with everything I hope your week is great and if you need to put a no in your spirit and tell some people no or say that you're not going to be involved with certain things go ahead and do just that as we start next week and making great 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 choices for ourselves remember no is a full and complete sentence have a great weekend and thank you for listening to conversations with toy